Christmas crew. And uh, personally, this is my favorite crew of the semester. We get to come here and celebrate Christmas, which the band has done an awesome job at leading us into. Can we give it up for the band? Man, I tell you, I, I think there's nothing better to celebrate Christmas than singing Christmas carols together. So thank you guys for participating in that and for being here. Uh, if this is your first time at Crew, we want to welcome you here. Uh, we always love to see new faces. So um, we would love to have you continue to come out uh, on Thursdays next semester. So we are so glad to have you here if this is your first time. Uh, my name is Isaac, and I am a senior here at Ball State. And I'm just so thankful tonight that we have the opportunity to celebrate the story and the reality of Jesus and how he came into this earth. I think the reason that we can resonate so well and enjoy the Christmas story so well is because, first of all, it's a beautiful story. Uh, Throughout the scriptures that we heard from Jessica tonight, um, reading the Christmas story, we see just a small picture of the humility that exists within God's nature. We see that the Son of God, Jesus, stepping down from heaven and all the glory of heaven, came into this world as a child. Uh, We also see how Jesus' earthly mother and father, Mary and Joseph, uh, weren't even afforded a place to stay and were neglected when it came for the time of Jesus to be born. So this paints a beautiful picture of God's humility, but it also paints a picture of God's acceptance towards all of us. As uh, God made it known to the shepherds, who were not men of great status, that Jesus would be born. And he also made it known to the wise men, who were men of great status. shows that God is accepting towards everyone. So while this story is beautifully true, and the reasons that uh, we can celebrate and what the story points to are, are awesome to look at, as we have in Scripture. Even today, though, thousands of years later, This story and the reality of what the story points to has implications that are so very true for us even today. First of all, the story points us to the reality of the love that God has for us. God loves you, and he loves you with an everlasting love. That's something we should never, ever lose sight of, even in the busyness of life. I know with with finals coming up towards the end of the year, it can become so frustratingly busy that we can oftentimes forget the reality of the love that God has for us. And Scripture points us to the reality of God's love um, as as we read through the Bible. In, In John 3, 16 through 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So we see evidence of God's love portrayed here because it clearly tells us that God made a way for us to be connected with him and that he desires for us to be connected with him and in relationship with him. Another scripture that points to this is Exodus 34, 14, which says, For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. So we see here that God is relational. He desires to know us and be in relationship with us, even being jealous of his people when they turn to things other than himself. So we see this awesome love that God has for us, and it is so very true. Scripture points us to another reality that is equally true, a reality that separates us from this love of God we've discussed. And this reality is called sin. Sin is the turning of our backs towards God and the 
acts we commit against God and the passive indifference that we have towards God and His Word and His love. And scripture clearly tells us that sin is something all of mankind has partaken in. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So it's made clear that all have taken part in sin, me and you. The implication of what sin means can be found in the first half of Romans 6.23, which says, For the wages of sin is death. So sin has led all of the world to spiritual death, which is eternal separation from God and the love that was mentioned in John 3.16. So as mankind was unable to coexist with God and the love uh, that God has for us, the world toiled to reach out to God. The Old Testament reveals how through religion and the offering of animal sacrifices and through ritual, man tried to reach out to God. I love the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, that we sang tonight. Because it just paints this awesome picture if you listen to the lyrics. It, it paints the picture of, of mankind just reaching out to God. Lord, O come, O come, Emmanuel, send us a Savior. We want to be with you. The world cried out for rescue because sin had enslaved mankind. We were unable to experience the love of God. So the sin uh, was a reality before the birth of Jesus. And it is a reality now for me and for you. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So because of sin, we find ourselves trapped. And by our attitudes with God, we find ourselves trapped. Trapped by our sinful nature. But this eternal love that God has for us still exists in the midst of our sin. In the way that we are able to Receive and to know of this love is what makes the Christmas story so very beautiful, so very real, and so very special to each of us. It is through Jesus Christ alone that we are able to be connected with God and His love once again. It is Jesus who connects us. Romans 5, 8 says, But God shows His love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The consequences of our sin are that we would die and never be with God. We would be stuck in a completely hopeless and sad situation. But God's love for us is so very great still. He desires to be with us again even in the midst of our sin. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's through Jesus alone that we can be connected to God. John 6, 37 through 40 says, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. He's referring to God, his Father. That I should lose nothing of all given to me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father. That everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life. And I will raise Him up on the last day. This is such a beautiful reality. Jesus, the Son of God Himself, says that if we look upon Him and believe that He is the Son of God, we can be accepted by God. and We can know that the love of God is for us. This opportunity to be with God again is the perfect gift that we could ever receive. 
As we look back to Romans 6.23, we see that for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus is the perfect gift. Jesus brings us from the darkness of sin to the light of God and the knowledge of his love. 1 John 4, 9 through 11 says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation or the substitution for our sins. Beloved, if God loves us, we also ought to love one another. So we see here, once again, that it is through Jesus alone that we can know God and accept his love and how that love has been poured onto us and can multiply onto others as we find ourselves found in Christ. The reality of Scripture is true for me and for you. God loved us and we sinned against him, but God's love made a perfect way through Jesus And he longs to be in relationship with us. Relationship that starts now and goes on into eternity. In the song, Mary, did you know, I I love the bridge to that song. It says, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. And that just paints a beautiful picture of what I think, what what I know uh, eternity to be, as scripture tells us. Um, Just an unending relationship with God and Jesus. That's what Jesus offers through his sacrifice through his love. I don't know the reality of each of our situations here tonight and in each of our lives going on. I don't know the struggles that each of us are going through. And I don't know what winter break will look like for some of you going home. I don't know how you've been treated by your friends or family in the past or currently or the things that they say about you or the lies that they will tell you. I don't know if you felt neglected or if you've ever had the feeling that no one loves you or that at this holiday season, while it can seem very happy on the surface, may be a harder time for some than others. That may be true of us some of here tonight, uh, some of us here tonight, but may not be true for others. But one thing is true is that you're not defined by what your friends or family may say about you. You're not defined by how well you perform in schoolwork, but because of the beauty of the Christmas story, what Jessica just read to us tonight, the reality that Jesus Christ has stepped down from the glory of heaven to be here out of love for all of us, the reality is that if we are found in him, we are not defined by sin, we are not defined by our schoolwork, we are not defined by any lies anyone anyone will tell us, but we are defined by Jesus Christ and his love alone. This is what makes the Christmas story so very beautiful and so very personal. God loves us. And it is through Jesus we can be defined by God and his love alone. We are not defined by sin if we are found in Christ. Hebrews 13.5, we are reminded of the true words of God, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. If we step into the love of Christ and we step in and accept the gift that Christ has given to us, we are always with God and we can never feel forsaken by him for he is always with us. This is a love and, and his presence is with us always even when others come and go. 
In Romans 8.38 it says, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is true for all of us. God is longing to be in relationship with you. And he has provided a way through the humble sacrifice of Jesus to step down from the glory of heaven, to become a small child, and then to die on the cross in our place before God. Throughout the entire semester here at Crew, this is the message that our staff team here has so faithfully presented to us. This is the foundation of our faith. God loves you with an everlasting love. That is so vitally important to remember that if we are found in Christ, we can know all the time that we are eternally loved. Would you accept Jesus? Would you acknowledge in your heart that you have sinned and that you long to return to him in his perfect love? And to acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God and is the only one to be our perfect Savior. If this is something you desire and you want to step into the love of God through Jesus and begin to know the love of God through Jesus for the Lord, go before the Lord in prayer and tell Him your desires. Prayer is simply acknowledging God is there and just telling Him. Tell the Lord Believe that he's listening. Tell the Lord your desires, that you desire to step into his love and to know of that love. If you want to talk to someone about this, please, please do so. Anyone that you've seen on stage this semester would be glad to talk to you about this. Um, Anyone from, from the staff team here at Crew would love to talk to you about this. Uh, if you're in a community group or you have a Bible study leader, please let now be the time to step out and to know of the love that God has for us. Um, There's a blue card under your seats. And if this is something you desire to talk more about or if you want someone to help uh, help you pray through these things, just go ahead and indicate that on the blue card. We'd love to get in touch with you. If you've already accepted Jesus and you know of his perfect love, there is so much room to celebrate. Romans 8.1 says, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And there is so much room to celebrate because of that. And now we are going to continue to celebrate on and rejoice in the awesome, awesome reality that Jesus has come down to this earth to present to us His perfect love and to connect us with God. And that is the reality of the Christmas story that holds true to this day. Let us pray. God, I thank you so much for an entire semester, Lord, of allowing us to have the opportunity to present your word. Lord, I thank you for those who have faithfully presented your word. And Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity you have given us to be connected with you once again. Lord, I pray now that you would be with every student in this room, and as we move forward into winter break, that you would be the one that we are defined by. 
I pray that we would not define ourselves by the life that we may have at home, whether that's good or bad. And I pray in Jesus' name, Father, that we would accept you, that we would reach out and see that you're reaching down to us and that we would accept your free gift that is not of any of our own works, but because of your love alone. Lord, we thank you so much for what you've done for us. Lord, now give us an attitude of worship, Lord, as we come before you and adore you, Lord. Let us adore you in our hearts. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please stand and join us in worship.